And so this is Christmas. I'll get your fucking skirt off and chug that fucking beer, dude. Let's get this fucking show on the road, bud. Come on, guy. I hope you have fun. The near and the dear ones. The old and the young. Good morning. Just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. Let's get started. He didn't care. He didn't care. Zaniacs. Here's a man who's usually wrong. He didn't care. But he doesn't care. Here's a man who... Eat things that'll make a bully go puke. You're now rocking with the best. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast. And here's your host, Eric Zane. Lucy Goosey show today, you know, different vibe, Christmas Eve. Daisy, go on, get up there. You, you're more than capable of getting up there. There's all of that room. See, she's such a drama queen. Did you see her? She was like in front of it, like staring, like, oh, I'm so helpless to get up here. And, and now O'Neill's like, I'm gone. She's farting. Bruce moves over. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, first off. As you know, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. And as this is, I think, the, I don't remember it falling like this, but uh, probably because I've only been podcasting for now um, three three years, and I think this is only my second Christmas. Wait a minute. One. I don't know. I can't do the math. Yeah. This would be my, th- no, this would be my third Christmas since podcasting think yeah why, why am i struggling with that I, I don't even know why i'm even like pondering it. it doesn't matter back to the matter is the days line up where christmas eve 24 christmas 25 new year's eve is on uh next friday so there is no reason to slow down the podcast train there is something to talk about that well my god after yesterday's day I would be actually guilty that um, I would have missed this show, okay? Because just so much went on in the last 24 hours that I just, I I mean, that's one of the things about doing something like this. When you start to um, uh, miss like uh, show days because you're taking time off and then big things happen in your world or the world. And you don't really, you know, you're like, ah, well, I'm away from the show. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to leave it alone. And then kind of recapture it days later is always a little wonky. But, you know, here we are. So I'm just glad that you're able to enjoy it and uh, and hang out. This show, as you know, uh, is live streamed on Twitch. So the audio video and a lot of what I do now, and I, I make mistakes nearly every show, like forgetting to turn uh, volume levels up and, and you know, or I, I, I 
do something wrong. That happened yesterday. It was terribly embarrassing. It's always terribly embarrassing. The audience thinks it's hysterical. I, I, I feel like a first-class asshole every time. Um, but the key yesterday was I didn't freak out, which is a win. Okay. For me, for them, they're like, please let them have a meltdown. Um, so that's uh, one of the uh, many reasons to check the show out on Twitch once in a while. And so you do that by going to twitch.tv or twitch.com slash Eric Zane live. Uh, too many people who are like, I, I don't know what that is. I've never heard of it. I'm intimidated. No, it's just, just go to this website. It's all you have to do. Twitch.com slash Eric Zane live and then hit the follow button. Okay. Uh, it's all set up so that it'll let you know um, when I'm going live and you can contribute to the chat. Even you can talk to me like these great folks. I see a number of people. The usual suspects, as they're described as the Zaniacs, are in here right now. More about them in a little bit. So you can participate in the group. You you will make friends, and um, you will hit it off, um, and it'll be just fantastic. So uh, that's what we do each and every uh, day that we do this show on Twitch. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Okay. Um. What direction did I want to take this? The majority of this open is going to be about the great food giveaway. And um, I'll tell you what, um, it's my job to kind of pay attention to the, uh, the nuances and the interactions and then give them to you. But side note, um, channel 13 if you're looking for the story that they featured, that was very nice of Keely, the young lady um, who did a story. I uh, recorded it on the DVR, but for some reason, Twitch doesn't talk to my DVR the way, even though it's an online source that I can watch it on. And I can't, I was going to show it, you know, the whole story. They, they did a hell of a job. It was very, very kind of them to uh, drop by. Um, but yeah, and it's not on their website and it's not on their Facebook page. Whatever. So, um, but I do have the, um, a version of it that I can see, but I can't really, I can't really like share it. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, okay. Great food giveaway. Number two, this is kind of like in the order that things happened, but it uh, was deja vu from one year ago. Same setup, Mike ball and, um, his son, Loading up the food, bringing it over. And then by the time I got there, uh, everybody was, I got there like right at two and there was already a ton of people there. Uh, if I start mentioning them, someone will get left out. Some of the names will pop in this story, but um, I ran into this. Uh, there was, was a lot of young people there. John Reitzel's kids were there. Um, and then. Adam, Adam the Odd in Houghton Lake, his better half, Michelle, Michelle's son was there. And um, I, shortly after getting there, I interacted with him. And uh, I go, oh my God, oh my God. And you know me and names, it's always ridiculous. And uh, he says his name. Uh, I'm deliberately not saying it here. Now, I guess I can, because what I heard was uh, Ryan. Ryan. Oh, hey, hey, how are you, Ryan? Okay, good to see you. Okay, great. Uh, 
I'm making an idiot out of myself. By the way, uh, Terry and Beth um, brought by a bunch of donated medicine. Like, uh, I don't know if they know someone who works for a local, well, Perigo who makes uh, pharmaceuticals, but we had a gigantic box full of like a, a kid's cough syrup and um, um, what do you call it? The generic equivalent of uh, Tylenol, generic equivalent of nighttime, daytime cold medicine. So like these cars are lined up. It's probably about five, six cars there. Much the same as last year. Start boxing up the food. And I was like, well, hey, there's no reason why these people have to wait until three o'clock. I mean, it's 2.30 now and they've been here for half an hour. Just, so we start giving the food away. Uh, and, you know, people are very appreciative the folks from the Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance have the have the food. You, do you have any pets? You know, and it's uh, they even had um, uh, vouchers for free vaccinations because those can get pretty pricey if you're vaccinating your pet. Let me tell you. Stand by. I got to drink this coffee. One more. One more. Okay. Now I'm good. So we got the same thing as last year. A wall of food. 100 meals. And then the same feeling started to happen to me where I'm like, you know, what if... The word hasn't gotten out. And what if we start to struggle when it comes to giving this food away? One that would be terribly embarrassing. Now, I'm really reliant on actually people who need food pulling over. People who are like, and there were people who were like, wait, what is this? And uh, you explain to them what's going on. They go, well, this is incredible because I have been very concerned about this is a real burden off of our shoulders. And that's a very real thing. And, um, you know, people that um, aren't in the best of situations are like, I, I cannot believe the timing of this. That, that happened more than once. So, you know, if you can just imagine them driving down the road one minute earlier, they were thinking about what, how they were going to uh, come up with enough money to pay for a Christmas meal. And then all of a sudden, this pops in front of their eyes. They have to be thinking that it was an act of God. So, you know, people were just so thankful. Everybody was just absolutely um, overjoyed. The one guy pulled up in a BMW. And, uh, you know, no questions asked is what we say. But I really, I really wanted to ask the question. Well, you know what the question is. Uh, how the hell are you driving a BMW and asking for free food? But uh, whatever, that's just, I don't know. Maybe he borrowed it. Okay, that's bound to every year there's one. You know, we're in the hood too. So I'm expecting to see some some guy pull up with, uh, you know, uh, a car with like, uh, you know, completely decked out, lowered with giant rims on it, spinners. And a bunch of uh, uh, five kids in there fogging. They roll down the windows and smoke comes rolling out. And they, hey, yeah, we need Christmas dinner. It's like, oh my God, I can picture these guys ripping the ham open in the car and eating it while they're driving and fogging down the road. Holy crap. But uh, I started to get to that uh, point where I was worried to some degree. Um, and then, um, you know. Am I going to be able to, are we going to be able to give away all this food? So, um, last year at this time, I had reached out to a dude that works over at Mel Trotter Ministries, the um, shelter, I guess. And I had said, hey, 
because I had planned ahead. I said, in the event that we, this is a year ago, that we don't give away the food, can we just uh, load it up and bring it over to you? And um, they were like, yep, absolutely, great, awesome. And so um, I had forgotten to do that. So while I was at Irvine's, I um, did an email search and um, I was like, okay, this is the person. I'm going to reach out to them now. Uh, uh, better late than never. Hi, Nate. This is Eric. Eric Zane. I spoke with you about one year ago concerning our great food giveaway. We're in the process of giving away the same uh, way right now. If we have leftover food, can we bring it over? Basically, ham, hams, corn, potatoes, pies, and rolls. Nate writes back, these are to be given to people in need? And I wrote, correct. I was just worried that we won't be able to give it all away, and I took a picture of the inside of one of the boxes. This is a dude from Mel Trotter. He says, how many are you thinking? I said, well, right now I have 44 boxes like that. We've given away, we had given away uh, about half of it. Um... We're basically waving people down to pull up and get the food. I just got paranoid that we won't be able to give it all away. And he says, we can do that. And I wrote, okay, great. I will keep you posted. And then he writes, what a badass thing to do. Keep me in the loop. We'd be uh, glad to help if it's needed. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a, we I, I, I don't, I remember talking to Nate before. He didn't seem like the type of guy uh, to, to answer. What a badass thing to do. But I thought, oh, well, he must be, uh, it's Christmas spirit. You know, this is great. How many of you know where I'm going with this? How many of you know what the next part of the story is? Can, can any of you guess the ending as to what I'm going to tell you? What, what could possibly have, have, gone awry in this story because it gets embarrassing. We then gave all the food away. And then I wrote, thank you so much. We actually gave it all away. False alarm. Thank you so much. Regardless. Nate says, that is awesome. Merry Christmas. When I get in the car, I'm like, wait a minute. It, I don't know why I didn't think this, figure this out the first time. Uh, uh, Nate is the head coach of the uh, West Michigan Ironmen football team. He has, he has nothing to do with Mel Trotter. And how it, it, this got jacked, I don't know. Sarah says, asshole of the day nomination, Eric Zane, for thinking we couldn't give away the food. I, well, I don't know. I mean, come on. I just get paranoid. That's all. <coughs> so I called, excuse me, I called up Nate and I go, buddy. Um, he's like, hey. And I go, you're probably a little confused about what I sent you. And then I, I, I explained to him what happened. He started laughing. And then um, he, I go, you know, though, seriously credit to you though i'm giving you weirdo information that's a good suggestion by uh jason mays call him or uh jason schaefer call him right now it's christmas eve though he's probably sleeping 
There's no way he's going to pick it up. Everybody's asleep. Hey, this is Nate. I- okay. We tried. Sometimes it's just about the chase. So embarrassing. And I go, credit to you because you, this is what I was getting at. I go, you were trying to help. You did not ask me any questions. You just were like, oh my God. Yeah, Eric, tell me how we can help. Or, you know, let's let's do this. And so, uh, but it all worked out. Sarah, don't give away the story. You see, there you go again. You just revealed my closer. You're going to eat 10 minutes if you're not careful. You got you to gotta muzzle yourself. You already gave away my closing story. What, 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 what? Okay. I'm a little bit irritated here. When thing, when I'm telling a story in the order that they happened and the, when I'm telling a scenario in the order that the things happen, you, you absolutely, she says, I didn't give it away. Uh, move on. No, you absolutely gave it away. Just would you relax you can say whatever you want, just not anything that kind of gets in the way of what I'm trying to tell. Uh, what do I have to do to get it through everybody's head to understand that no one wants to hear you jump 10 minutes ahead in the story and reveal the, the key moment? Now, a second ago, I said, who can guess? That's me saying, can you guess? Yes, go ahead. Try to figure it out. I know what I'm doing. I, I write, look at this. I want you to see this. Yeah, I can't show it to you, but there's a, it's a, it's a list. I, I, I write the show. I write down the order of me wanting to talk about things on the show. And my closer on this whole story was what you already revealed. On Christmas Eve, with baby Jesus in the manger, three kings, uh, Mary, Joseph, star, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. This is, we're going to three years of this. Why? Why must you be feel like you are part of this? I'm going to tell the best parts of the story. It's my fucking job. Oh. Kate is like, oh, I have no idea what you're ranting about. Tell the story already. Yeah, you shut up too, hussy. Oh. So derailing. Unbelievable. Okay. So that led to some awkward. Then there was this awkward moment in the order that it happened. Uh, sexy voice Andrea's uh, mother is there. And I, you know what's, what's amazing watching these two is how remarkably similar they are. The, the the sense of humor, the sensibility. Um, they're like, 
It's unbelievable. And all the way down to like the laugh, the big, bold, infectious laugh. Oh my God. Absolutely spectacular. And okay. So as bold as sexy voice Andrea is, the only thing that makes her go, oh my God, is her mom, who is a, a million, it's Andrea times one million. Okay. Her name is Marsha. And Marsha, every time I see her, she is on the prowl for the next Mr. Marsha, or at least some guy that she can take home. I am not kidding you. So they're standing there next to each other. And um, there's a gentleman who is of age, uh, about the ballpark age of, uh, of, of sweet Marsha. And that is the father of uh, uh, John Reitzel, Zaniac John. And he's there with his kids and he brought his dad. And so this is awesome, uh, putting food in cars. And Marsha is looking for her next sexual conquest. She's single. She's actually widowed. But um, uh, she is, she, the, the lady has needs. Okay. Um, Andrea has made no bones about her uh, high sexual drive. She has made that very clear on this show many times. She gets that from her mother, who is like Andrea times 100, like I said. And so here we are giving away food to homeless people. And Marsha says, Eric, who is that? I'm like, she doesn't sound like that. I go, um, well, I just met him. That's uh, John's dad. She's so single. I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I go, but uh, I can find out for you. Go walking up to John. I go, hey, John. And I just, I didn't even dance around it. I go, is your dad single? And John, he looks at me like, what? I go, well, not for me, but Marsha over there wants to take him home. John, John goes, no, he's no, he's not single. He's been with the same my mother for fifty years. Oh, I go okay. Well, I just ask him because you know uh, Marsha's here volunteering her time, and uh, if I could facilitate her in some particular way or help her in uh, getting what she wants in life, I I'm all for that. He goes no, no, it's okay. And then uh, and then it dawned on me that John's kids are right there, and I'm like oh. In my big mouth. Uh, again, thanks to um, Keely. Am I saying that right? From Channel 13. She did a nice piece. Uh, I think Sarah Rukrak Roosh, who I yelled at a second ago, and she absolutely deserved that. She sent something to me, and I think she recorded it on her phone. Boop. Listeners who just want to help. 13 on their sites, Keely Lover has that story. Hold on. I got to make sure that this is working. And the bag of potatoes have in common. Yeah, look at her. It's year two of the great food giveaway put on by local podcaster Eric Zane. The audience suggested that I talk on the podcast about raising money to buy food. All these folks gave a whole bunch of money. This year, they raised nearly $3,000 in just over a month. 
We had enough for a hundred cars. People pull up and no questions asked. Yeah, we got Look at her. She really is very valuable. Uh, that that mouth drew drove people right in there. She is a ball of energy. There's no question. It was all hosted by a family-owned local repair shop. We are just here as a parking lot and a location, um, and I'm thankful that you know when moving cars around, our technicians can maneuver around, and we can still take care of our guests, but also help take care of the community. The Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance was also handing out free dog and cat gravy train. That was uh, uh, Sarah's son yelling. Apparently, the word gravy, the food product gravy train is hilarious. What the fuck? Alliance was also handing out free dog and cat gravy train. What what is that? What am I missing there? Is that is that uh <laughs> is that something that I'm not aware of that's supposed to be funny? Rabbit's Pitbull Alliance was also handing out free dog and cat gravy train. Sarah's like, shut up, asshole. It's Christmas time. One less thing to think about because at the end of the day, you know, people who might be struggling something as simple as a christmas meal to not have to worry about that i think goes a long way this is the great food giveaway second year and zane says he know this tradition is just getting started and they can't wait to be back again next year some people may look at it something so small as a christmas dinner what a huge blessing that is to a family that something can be a little bit normal in a hard time as a mom that's a good that's a good feeling to know we can help There's Adam in the background going Facebook live. Other parents make that happen. In Wyoming. Look at look at this is Joe Pellerito. Watch this move. Awesome. There you go. Um kids these days out there pulling gravy trains. That was that was fun. So glad that they were able to make it out. Thanks to them, the folks over at uh, Channel Thirteen. Um, and thank you, Sarah, sending it. Oh my God, you're you're back on track. In fact, I have a um, an audio file of a drill sergeant of food, Sarah. I don't know if we'll get through all of this because it's quite long. Two, uh, two minutes and two hours. Two minutes and 45 seconds. This is uh, Sarah. Some of the highlights of Sarah. Free food! Free food! She would, uh, people would drive by, and if they didn't stop, she'd like scream. Like all of this is like she's like full of anger when she's yelling at these cars. Turn! Turn! No! Don't honk at me! Go get free food! Don't honk at me. Go get free So she's yelling at them after, they, after they've passed. Turn! Student driver, go get free food! What are you doing? Free food. Hi, turn. Yeah, what are you're you hungry. Doing? Free food. Come on. Yeah, go get it. Get it, girl. Free food. Yo, yo, free food. You can put you can put a ham on that. Woo! Somebody hit a skunk. Free food. Turn. Free food. Oh my god. There you god. go. He's turning. Is he going to get some food? Is he turning? At one point she said to Avery, "Get out of the street, moron." Oh, brake lights. That's right. We got to take her. Hey! Free food, don't honk! Yeah, it's nice to wave. Free food, don't honk. Go get the food! 
Stop it. Don't critique. Do you want a ham? Free food. Free food. A ham, potatoes, pumpkin pie, Hawaiian rolls. Come on, go get it. Go get some ham. Go get it, Irvine's. Well, then give it to somebody else. She's, she's actually debating with people. The guy's like, I, I don't need it. She goes, well, give it to someone else. It don't mean you don't need it. We're just giving it a Merry Christmas. Oh, the guy just takes off. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, sweet man? God said don't take it if you don't need it. I'm going to start crying. Oh. oh, they're going. Yes. You go get the ham. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Black lights. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine Sarah in the bedroom? Yeah, you get the ham. Yeah. Oh, look at that hog. Ham, you want Oh, look at that hog. Oh, my God. Yeah, you get the ham. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh. that hog. Ham, you want some food? Food, food, turn, turn, turn and burn, turn and burn. Food, food, food. Oh, here's a pole. Too bad I don't have hooker boots on. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's right. They like the boots. They like the boots. You need to make a better sign. You know what? You need to start screaming, free food at Irvine. She's yelling at Avery. Free son. food at Irvine. Some of these people don't even want to look. How rude. You want a ham? You want a Christmas ham? Go get a Christmas ham, please. Oh, burn them. Ooh, yeah, burn them, light them up. Uh, by the way, I am playing the whole thing and I, I wish it were longer now. Ooh. Go get a Christmas ham down at Irvine's. Woo! Yeah, brother. Woo! Oh. <laughs> now go get a ham. Free food at Irvine's, that's right. Thank you, bless you, amen, hallelujah. Merry Christmas, yeah. yes. Yes, they call their friends. Go get some food. Oh, oh yeah. Woo, that oh. was sling. Sling. No, turn. Damn it, turn around. Let's I had go. to I look. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Wow. Okay. So, Sarah, scream. That's why I call her the human megaphone. Spectacular. Okay. You're back on the winning team. Okay? I did make Avery go talk to my text for a bit, too. That is uh, Megan. Who knows? Maybe Avery will be uh, one day uh, uh, fixing cars over there. Thank you to Mike uh, for putting that video together. And thank you to all of you for coming out. I'm not done. I have my closer that... Sarah kind of tipped off. Um, all right, I'm just going to uh, describe this to you the way it happened, in in you know in in how my eyes saw it, because Saul was there, and he was uh, holding the sign that said "free food" and just you know, and Saul's Saul's a little buddy. Saul is uh, the uh, his his family. They're they're all like. Um, uh, fun size. This is a fun size family. In fact, um, I, I went and, uh, and, and met his, his brother afterwards. I saw their dog. Even the dog is fun sized. Everything about Saul's family is fun sized. I went in, I saw his, his mother. She's teeny weeny. I go, Hey, how are you? Good to see you. I went into the house and I, she goes, you want to see our dog? I go, yes, of course I do. And then Saul's brother came down. He's a little bitty too. 
hey, buddy. He goes, oh, I see you at the hockey games. And I go, oh, my God, this is so fantastic. So it's just a little adorable, uh, itty-bitty family. And dad was not home. But, you know, I mean, mom was uh, was there. And it was it was just fantastic. I got to play with the dog. And uh, so um, Saul, though, when we were there, he had the, uh, the local go bus drop him off. And um, so... He, you know, he just gets on this phone. He's got this uh, flip phone and he's able to figure out how to call. And he'll just say, yeah, come get me. It's a service provider for people who need it in the community. So he shows up the bus. He's got his cane and he's, you know, he's, he's, you know, doing his thing. So then uh, I go, hey, so how, how are you getting home? He goes, I'll just take the go bus. I go, well, I mean, I could just drop you off. I mean, no big deal. And he goes, yeah, um, maybe. Um, would you, would you mind meeting my brother and saying hi to my mom? I go, no, that sounds fantastic. I love it. So uh, we were planning on that, and then, uh, but he wanted because the people at the go bus were um, uh, waiting on. Uh, they, they were actually planning to pick him up, so he called them to cancel that. And Sarah's standing next to him, and um, I heard the interaction. But what she comes running up to me and she's laughing. I go, "What happened?" Apparently, Saul called. And then um, Sarah said, are you talking to a machine? Now, first Saul said, hello. And then Sarah said, are you talking to a machine? And then Saul says, while the phone communication is happening with whatever's on the other line, he, according to Sarah, he says, no, it's a black person. And so she comes running up to me. She goes, you won't believe what Saul just said. I go, what? She goes, and she tells me that. And I go, what the fuck? That doesn't sound like Saul. And uh, so he hangs up and then we get clarification. We go, Saul, did you? And he goes, no, no, no. I said it was a, a, a live person or real person. He didn't say what Sarah thought. But for a moment in time, I was crossing my fingers that he did actually say when Sarah said, "Is are you talking to a machine? And he said what we thought was, no, it's a black person. Oh, my God. That would have been spectacular. But somehow uh, the message got jumbled. But anyway, I go, all right, Saul, I'll take you home. We've, uh, at this point, given away all of the food, all the dog food. Everything is great. And uh, I'm stoked. And um, I go, all right, Saul, let's, let's go. Okay, everything was perfect except for one thing about Saul. Um, he uh, he didn't have a belt on, and well, he probably should have because his uh, you know, size twenty one waist pants as he's getting into the car, they 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 fell. They uh, I mean, it wasn't just a a little bit. We uh, Sarah. Myself and Megan uh, saw so much ass crack. It was beyond belief. And uh, now most people would just don't say anything. But you got to understand, I'm with Sarah. And she goes, oh, hey, yeah, come on, pull up your pants. Oh, my God. Pull, what is, what is, come on, pull up his pants, Eric. Pull up his pants. And I'm like. God, fucking shut up. 
He knows they're fucking falling. Can't you, can't you just let him handle his own shit? He doesn't, he can't see. He doesn't know that you're looking at his ass crack. And it was, we saw about four inches of little buddy's ass. Okay. No big deal. You don't need to, but she, she goes, oh, hey, pull up his pants. She's in his, she's six inches from the guy. <laughs> Leave him alone. Just shut up. What are you doing? And, uh, but it's not done. It's not done. Um, as tiny as Saul and his brother is, they're very hairy. Um, in fact, I swear to God, his brother's name is Harry. I said, hey, Harry. And, you know, he's he's got a man's amount of hair on his chest. It is it is a, I'm envious. I, I cannot do that. These are uh, very, man, so as tiny as the whole family is, the boys are a manly men. There's no doubt about it. And then, well, uh, because of the pants issue, you know, uh, it looked like a hobbit's back. And, uh, but Sarah announces it she goes oh wow he's a fuzzy little guy furry that was it he's a furry little guy isn't he and it's oh my god right next to the poor dude I'm like shut the fuck up shut up would you shut up what are you doing oh she referred to him as furry he's furry fuck is wrong with you oh live by sarah die by sarah furry i gotta like five seconds later i'm sitting next to the poor dude in the car and i'm driving home like i gotta make i gotta i mean all i want to do is like i mean i don't know what to say so you know we ended up having a pretty actually a pretty decent conversation i mean i love Saul. We had a great conversation, but suggesting that he's a furry little fella might have been one of the funniest, most awkward things I've heard in a long time. Holy shit. Saul, I'm sorry about that. Uh, She says, furry, kind of cute. Saul loves me. Well, we all love Saul, and Saul loves us. Eyewitness to all of this was the multi-talented Megan who hosted, thank you very much, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV for hosting. Oh, my God. She was there, part of it, but she was smart. She kept it low-key, you know? In fact, Megan, I want to bring you in right now. You know, you you kind of witnessed this all unfold. It was incredible. Good morning. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, never better. I mean, what a day, right? It was a fun day. We got so much, uh, so much accomplished. I think so. You were witness to what I described, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You saw it all unfold. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> am, 
Is there any exaggeration at all? Okay, I do not remember the furry part, um, but I was probably nervous giggling uh, through the entire situation. But, I mean, his pants were down yeah. quite a ways. Yeah, it, and that happens. And Saul needs yes. to understand that it, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. I mean, we've all had silly things happen to us that make our lives enriched. <laughs> Okay. Well, for the record, we would laugh at anybody whose pants were down. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And and so Saul, I don't know if he was, uh, I don't know, getting some gangster thing going, but they <laughs> we we saw a lot of ass there. We did. Yes. And <laughs> and uh, and we are, and I think we're better because of it. I think we are closer as a group now because <laughs> we, you know, we we can do that. It's like seeing your brother's ass. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it was a bonding experience. That's for sure. (laughs) My God. Uh, the energy of Sarah also, uh, really moved things along for a lot of people. I think so. I don't, if we didn't have people in the corner, Irvine's not like on a, uh, main drag. So people wouldn't just drive by and see us. So I think that is such an important job. Right. of getting people to see what's going on. So I'm very thankful that she's there and yelling. Yeah. I know Lisa was out there and oh, Pellerito's yeah. broke Santa suit. Yes. Pellerito's Santa suit <laughs> needs to be thrown in the garbage. Well, I don't think it can be because I believe it's his wife's family suit, but it's been in a garbage bag since last year when he ripped it the first time. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very hard on his Santa suit. <laughs> Well, you saw his brother's dance moves, so oh, yeah. you know he probably has some of the same ones. No, that was uh, that was great all the way around. <laughs> Keely from Channel Thirteen, I think you and her are spirit animals. I really enjoyed Keely. She was. I, I would love her contact info for when we need to do things at work. So yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> I, I I need to make that happen. Okay. Well, that was uh, that was awesome. I uh, appreciate you guys so much, and it was just it's it just it just worked out, you know. We appreciate that you let us be a small part in it. So I'm happy we have a parking lot for you. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, Miss. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Likewise. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, full disclosure here. I cannot take credit for this. I remember thinking to myself, well... Boy, you know, I don't know. I'm just so busy. I can't possibly do this. Well, that's just dumb. And it should be a lesson learned by me that, you know, this was the most important thing in the world to do. And um, if I'm ever in doubt like that again, that is a key indicator that it needs to be done. It has to. So... Thank you. I think it was Mike Ball, who I give credit to, for uh, bringing it up and making me think about it. And then I, uh, the conversation was, are we doing that again? And I thought to myself, I don't have, I think it would, I don't have the heart to say no. If I said no to this, I think that that would be a bad thing. And I, I, I'm in my head while I'm talking to Michael. Yeah, I, 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 we have to do this. Of course we have to do this. Awesome. Thank you. You all are spectacular. I'm probably forgetting somebody. Um, I wish I had this in front of me now. 
Let me see if I can make this happen. Tanel is the sweet lady who runs the Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance. Um, let me send this to myself. Okay. Eric. And then you can see it because it's important that you see this. So, um, the Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance, in addition to doing uh, fun events like they um, were part of yesterday, um, they're doing a lot of work with um, animals trying to find placement for them. And during last year's hockey season, though we had that limited schedule, and it was all on TV, and I was kind of hosting in between uh, periods. We had um, the annual uh, dog game, okay? And that's, um, we were doing everything virtual. You know, we were uh, featuring pets in the intermission. Obviously, we couldn't really have any fans. And we had cutouts of fans. You know, we did what we could. And there was a cutout of one animal in particular uh, named Rusty. And they really wanted to find Rusty a home. So uh, we had, we put the camera on him and he was right behind Knubel. And, and uh, he kind of like uh, during the game, this storyline developed of finding Rusty a home. And uh, I, I remember talking about it on the podcast and, uh, you know, and uh, trying to get this dog adopted. And then uh, I, I said to the folks that I go, hey, I, I checked back. I go, is there a... Has anybody adopted Rusty? Anybody adopted Rusty? And, and then I kind of forgot about it. Yesterday, some of the volunteers and I were talking, and they they brought up Rusty. And uh, and I go, they go, hey, thank you about Rusty. And they had kind of like a sad look on their face. And I was like, oh, no, did he did he die or something like that? And I go, oh, no, how, how, how is Rusty? And they said, well, we still have him. I go, what? They go, yeah, it's been like 437 days. He does not have a home. Like, well, you got to be kidding me. He is the last dog in the shelter dog. Okay. So I said, well, this is bullshit. I am finding this dog a home. That is it. I am making this a goal. So I am, I'm putting this, this is front burner material here. Um, so you might be like, well, what's going on? What, what could possibly be happening here? Um, don't know why, but for some reason, Rusty here has fallen through the cracks. Now look at this. Look at this face. He is a American Staffordshire Terrier. So he's, he's got that pit bull bloodline in him. He's a strong dog. Look at, look at the smile on this dog. Every image you see, he's like, and he keeps going from foster home to foster home. Holy crap. Look at him. All right. This would make me so happy if someone who needs Rusty can adopt him, can call today. I will, if you're just listening to the audio podcast, I'm going to link up what I'm looking at right now. There are, there's uh, just one key thing that's important to note here. Rusty wants to be the only dog in your house. Uh, Rusty doesn't 
you know, he gets, he doesn't like other dogs. It isn't so much he doesn't like them, but it, it makes him anxious. And I actually have a dog like that with Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog. I know what it's like raising a, uh, a dog like that in a family uh, with, that has other dogs. And they, they don't want him anxious in any way. So he wants to be your only dog. And look at the face on this guy. He's only two. Um, so he is uh, just a fantastic dog. He's about 55 pounds. It says oversized resident tuna. I don't know what that means. Huge overbite. Walks nicely on a leash. Likes to go for sniffing walks. Rusty loves playing with toys. Is a world-class cuddler. He will work for treats. He would prefer to be the only pet in the household, but that's okay because he's the only one you'll need. Rusty has been with us for a while and will likely need someone that can give him a slow introduction to being left alone. He will also likely do best, like if you're working from home maybe or something like that, also likely do best in a low foot traffic and dog traffic area. So basically, if your house is like mine, like if I brought him, into my house with the NFK stomping around that might lead to, uh, he might be like, wait a minute, what's going on here? It says may do well with older, respectful children. So if the kids are older and you know, they're not doing what little kids do. You'll be fine. Uh, I often go on sleepovers over the weekend. That means he gets fostered all the time. Not to people, please come visit me Monday through Friday, primary color, red weight, 53.8 pounds, two years, six months, three weeks, uh, in three weeks, animal has been neutered. You're getting him with all of his shots. He needs a home, okay? Holy moly. I am sending you this link on the live stream. Uh, if you want to further this on your own. Okay. There you go. There is Rusty. Sarah says, I love Rusty, but we have monsters. Yeah, that wouldn't work out. That wouldn't work out. Um, Tim says, I've got a shepherd mix like him that needs a home too, if anyone is interested. Uh, no, no, no one needs your dog. They need my dog. This isn't Pet Finder uh, Central, for God's sake. What are you doing? I'm going to go to your house and rip that flooring out. You can't, when I'm trying to give away a dog... You know, you don't come in here and try to give away your dog. No, no, no. One dog at a time. I'm going to your house today with Bennett flooring installation and taking the floor back for that one. Are you kidding me? Hey, uh, come get Rusty. Hey, I'm Tim. Come get my dog. What are you doing? What is going on here today? When I get done giving away Rusty, you can give away your rat dog. Jeez. Sexy voice Andrea says, I want Rusty. Yeah. I don't know. The dog doesn't like peanut butter. Patriot Nick writes, JC, Tim. Corey says, I have a set of tires for sale. Is that what's become of this stupid podcast? For God's sake, people. Okay. Totally kidding. It's fine. You can't stay mad at Tim. Right now, baby Jesus is, is in heaven 
with his arms crossed, tapping his foot, looking down at me. Eric's podcast has become a swap meet. Of course it has. Amanda says, I'm giving, I got a foosball table for somebody. Kate, uh, make sure you check out yesterday's Patreon. We talked about you. All right. Let's see. What else did I want to get into about the great food giveaway? Okay. Taking Saul home. Um, all right, this. This is a uh, this is my life in a nutshell. With every good, there's going to be some bad. Here I am, of course, minding my own business. All I want to do is go to the great food giveaway. Yesterday, Hans Gruber lives wrote on my Reddit. Now, this is a disciple of uh, St. Joe Gassman and a disciple of the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. Uh, I don't have anybody blocked, and I don't police my Reddit. You can Anybody can go on there and say whatever they want. Now, I love it when they do this because I enjoy the sport of challenging these morons. But... Uh, and on theirs, there's two idiots who sit there and monitor everybody's every word. And if anyone doesn't say anything, if you say anything in there that's not glowing about that show, they just delete it. Okay? So you can only say nice things about that show on their subreddit. By the way, it's at uh, reddit.com, R-E-D-D-I-T, uh, slash R. Wait a minute. Am I getting that wrong? How do you spell Reddit? Is it two D's or one D? Yeah. R-E-D-D-I-T dot com slash R slash the Eric Zane show. That's my subreddit. So all these assholes follow me on there just to rip me a new one. Mind of my own business doing the great food giveaway. This dickhead writes, Freebird Hot Wings doing holiday break-ins today. Zane will probably call them assholes for being nice because he's a little child and all of his followers, you, will retort with really dumb comments. That is all. I guess they're doing the holiday break-ins yesterday. And I wrote, ha ha. Now you're just being ridiculous. However, if anything does go wrong, I will probably get blamed. No, that's a joke. A um, little bit more dialogue. Some of, uh, I see Corey weighs in. Uh, a couple other comments. No big deal. Um, this person, now, now they're piling on. They, they feel emboldened. With how many views Zane gets and all his dipshit vet bills, I think they might be able to do a break-in at his house next year. Next guy, they would, but there's usually some redeeming quality about the recipient. That's where Zane's lacking. Ha ha, true. I'm seeing all this. I go, well, I, I want to play. Can I play too? I mean, because if you guys are going to come in there and play, I, I mean, I should be able to, be, I should be allowed to play, right? 
What the heck did I do? Why can't you guys just head over to the Free Bear and Outwing Show subreddit and virtue signal along with that group? By the way, when they were asking for a free car for whomever the recipient was, why didn't they just ask the sponsor? They had Sarah Honda Granville helps them out. I'm like, they're sitting there asking for a car. Just go bang on their door. Whatever. They'd, I'm sure they'd do it. They'd love to help you out. And then I, I wrote, whatever happened to the treasure trove of cash from Idiots for Underdogs? They have a charity. Like when you sign up for their VIP, uh, they, well, they say that they take money from that and are, have like a slush fund for these types of things. I go, whatever happened to that treasure trove of cash from Idiots for Underdogs? And then I wrote, I sense a TV investigation about embezzlement in the future. Hashtag Joe fired 2022. So me responding to this attack gets them wound up. Happens every time. It's awesome. I love this so much. Again, I didn't seek this out. It's always them pulling me in. I have nothing to do with it. I'm trying to mind my own business. All I want to do is see Saul's hairy ass Sarah screaming at people, lovely Megan, lovely Andrea, Sarah, all the Stevie, the whole, all the ladies, all the dudes. You got Dean there with his earpiece and his kid with the uh, Daffy Duck boots or whatever they're called, Mickey Mouse boots. Uh, deal and uh, Dean and Neil, I called him Deal. That's all I want, and I got to deal with this shit. Space fluffer adds. Zane's response to Freeburn Hot Wings asking for donations for a car reads like the Grinch getting all pissed off in his cave and being a bitter, lonely bitch. Uh, all right. Maybe. That's actually a pretty good joke. I'm not lonely, though. I'm married. Original poster says, you think this is virtue signaling? Then you don't understand what those words mean. Let me actually virtue signal. I don't know. I thought that I thought that that was, but anyway, maybe I'm getting it wrong. Uh, quote: I've never once been fired from a job. See, that's virtue signaling by demonstrating my character that I'm not vengeful and can get along with others. I see what you did there. They said today they're paying the deductible for someone's surgery with the idiots for underdogs cash. So there's your answer. So keep on with your investigation nonsense. I expect nothing less from a guy with fewer than 250 Patreon members. You see, it's always, they always go back to uh, what I've accomplished. That's what they're doing. They're, they're, this guy, one guy's talking about my views. The other guy's talking about how many people follow me on Patreon. I was like, all right, man, I don't know. It seems to work. I don't have to work anywhere but from right here for the past three years. So, uh, okay, if you think that, if that's so terrible, I mean, I, I have everything I need here. Uh, I have, First of all, I have the audience. I, I am never, ever going to have a problem because I have the greatest audience in the history of this medium. They are the best. I wrote, well, thank you for the clarification on the definition. And thanks for being here and participating. Edit. Maybe they could use that uh, cash to host a singles ball. Or perhaps a 30-day inpatient rehab stint. Again, they go low. I'm going lower gonna happen every time this dude's now getting he's getting furious and again this is the guy who started it all 
This really demonstrates your low class and how low you are willing to stoop when you're bringing in a guy's addiction into it. Well, wait a minute. You're the guy who said, I'm going to call people assholes for being nice. I'm a little child. And you referred to all my listeners as people who will provide dumb comments. Fights aren't supposed to be fair where I come from, you know? But because I did that, this is a problem. Again, this is the guy who started the whole fucking thing. Weren't you in that same boat once? Yeah, but I also figured it out. I actually tried to uh, uh, alleviate what was troubling me and was successful. You know, you have to try. You have to be honest. Didn't you experience some mental health issues when you were let go from Freebird Hot Wings? Well, of course, but I got my shit together. I, uh, I went to a therapist. I went to the hospital. I uh, plugged into uh, a support group of loving family and friends, and we have no more issues. I stopped engaging in destructive behavior. I bet you would have hated for people to talk like you are doing now. No, I have no problem with it. I'm entirely honest with everybody who knows me. Every, I, I, I leave nothing uh, in question. I bet you'll say, I've got thick skin so I can take it. Or, this is Reddit. It's all fake. No, I, I wouldn't say that. But we all know that's a bullshit argument. So this guy's actually putting words in my mouth and arguing with words that he's saying that I'm going to say. You really need to grow up. It's a shame that you've become a shell of your former self. Again, all he had to do was nothing. He came into my subreddit and dropped that hammer and thinks I'm going to do nothing. I wrote, well, what the heck is wrong? I'm just responding to your initial post. What's wrong with them paying for Joe to enter rehab? It wouldn't, it would make for a great news story the next time he has a mental breakdown on the radio and blames America. <coughs> Excuse me. Edit. My motto, you go low, I'm going lower. Double edit. All of this does not happen if you don't come in here and start talking shit. Space Fluffer adds, 501c3 seems more legit than, Ve than Venmo, Hobgoblin. Well, that's true. That's actually true. That's on me. I, I definitely need to make a 501c3. Thank you for reminding me. I should make that happen. And just asking people for money. But whatever. We got it done. Your motto is really stupid. You clearly have no self-awareness. It ensures you don't get a job in radio worth anything ever again. And it's probably the reason your podcast gets so few listens. No one wants to listen to a sad and angry man slinging mud. It's just pathetic. Said guy who came in here and picked a fight with me. By the way, special thanks to the audience. Since the Ashley episode, I've had 200,000 downloads of the audio podcast. I appreciate that very much. Very kind. I appreciate the, uh, the support. Um... Corey in Maine wrote, what an incredibly idiotic statement to this jackass's first comment. I wrote, exactly. These ding-dongs start fights with me and don't like it when I challenge them. I welcome them to come on here as much as they want to be keyboard warriors. I got nothing better to do all day. I actually enjoy the sport of it. They usually get super emotional about it. 
this is you challenging? Wow, then you're pretty poor at this. I do agree you have nothing better to do all day. You're certainly not creating quality content on the radio. Hey, remember to join me starting at 2 o'clock today. I'll be on Big 101.3, slinging the oldies hits. Uh, expected to uh, play on the playlists, uh, the Stone Ponies, Isley Brothers, and Diana Ross, and the Supremes. If you ever want to join in the fun, you must go there because you never know when my subreddit is going to explode like that. And it's not big. There's like 322 people that follow it. But for that alone, the fact that this asshole started that and then I engage him and then he ends up, oh, you're so terrible for saying that. Well, what do you expect? What the fuck do you want? Reddit.com slash R slash the Eric Zane show. So much fun. Uh, Let's see here. Duchess says the free beer and hot wings defense team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sarah says, LOL, you just made Brad laugh, Eric. Oh my God. That day made. Day freaking made. Brad is spectacular. Okay. Very underrated. This is the guy, Sarah's husband, usually speaks only when he has something to say. Polar opposite of his lovely wife. Opposites attract. Brad is subdued. He's thoughtful. Okay? And then, so Sarah will be driving down the road from East Tennessee to Middle Tennessee. Brad said he's got a like a, a, a little teeny tiny bladder. That's the only thing. Well, Sarah thinks it's a problem. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. And, uh, he has to go tinkle, and then he's he doesn't want to say it out loud. Like, hey, do you, do you mind pulling over? He's like, he he just turns to the the megaphone. He says, hey, I gotta I gotta go. He does. I can't hear it, but he like indicates to her that he's got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, hey, hey, I gotta go to the bathroom. And then from the back, I hear, oh my god, you asshole! Oh come on! And he's like, oh god, Jesus, no, no. He's all embarrassed. I go, what's up? He's got to piss. I go, well, so what? What are you fucking yelling at him for? Give the fucking guy a break. It's no big deal. Pull over. Gets back in, you know, and I mean, I'll admit it. You got to. You got to peel back a couple layers to get him going. But then I, I, I started uh, talking to him about what he does for a living. And I, and I always have questions. I'm always like, well, you know, it's, and I'm always, I'm very inquisitive. I'm always asking what these people do for a living and, 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 and what he does in manufacturing for his job. And I'm like, oh, well, that, that's pretty cool. And, and then he kind of like whispers over to Sarah. Oh, fucking come on, Brad. He's got to piss again. Fucking what the fuck? We're driving home, and uh, he has to pee again, and she yells at him. He goes into the store, and then uh, he comes out with a six-pack. And she's like, oh, no way. No way. You're not drinking in here. It's a car. We're not going to drink in a car. I go, fucking let him. What the fuck is wrong with you? Let him drink. I don't care. If I were him, 
I'd have drank six before I got in the car with you screaming at him like that. Of course he's going to want to drink. You're yelling at him and it's getting in his face and screaming. Oh. So he's just like, glug, glug, glug. That's going to be a gif. Oh, my God. Incredible. I love them so much. You know, their Christmas card they sent was them on some ride at uh, in East Tennessee. I don't know if that was at Dollywood or what. And Sarah is freaked out or screaming. Avery knew the camera was there on the roller coaster. And he just staring at the uh, at the thing. And then uh, Brad has this look like he's about to die. I mean, it was the sky lift. Is that what it was? The sky lift. He's, he's hanging on for dear life. Holy shit. Absolutely incredible. That's the card that they sent my dad to. All right. Uh, that's all encompassing my, the day yesterday from beginning to end. Absolute success. Uh, thank you so much for participating in the great food giveaway number two. All right. <sighs> Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Follow me there. It's brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Follow on Twitter, please. At Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then, of course, the almighty YouTube. Uh, follow me on YouTube by searching Eric Zane Show. Subscribe to the channel. Bell notification so you know when I go live. That's brought to you by my policy shop insurance. Okay. My God. Is it, has it really been nearly one hour and uh, 10 minutes of podcast already? Holy shit. More coming up, and I am going to take a pee break. Uh, don't forget about Patreon. Kate, don't forget to listen to uh, yesterday's Patreon. We talked about you for about 30 seconds. Or I talked about you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Eric Zane. More content there every single week. I just posted the Insane Asylum, which is my Northern Michigan radio show on Q100. Um, and that, that station has grown remarkably. The owners of the company, um, the coins, the coin family, Purchase two other frequencies. So when you're in northern Michigan, you can hear it on 94.5 in the Traverse City area. Uh, 100.3 in the middle of the state north up to the bridge. And then on the east side of the state, 106.3. And you can find it online. Q100 FM. Wait a minute. What is it? Q100FM.com. Is that it? I don't remember it. It doesn't matter. I'll get it later. But I just published the Insane Asylum. And they, they air this show at midnight Saturday night. So it'll actually air at midnight on December 26th. 
The idea was, I forgot which one of you suggested this. Of course, of course, it's not, not my idea. Again, these are never my ideas. I do take the ideas and run with them, but it's not my idea. I think it might have been Adam to do a Christmas extravaganza. So this is the first ever Eric Zancho uh, Insane Asylum Christmas extravaganza, all Christmas music. And most of these songs were submitted by you all. Run, Run, Rudolph. Now that's a standard rock song. Chuck Berry did it. And so has everybody else. This version features Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters, and Lemmy, the late great Lemmy from Motorhead. Out of all the reindeer, you know you're the mastermind. Run, run, run up. It's great. Follow that up with uh, Bob and Doug's 12 Days of Christmas. We turn to the uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. My God, what a sound. A Mad Russian's Christmas. I think that's that's the one, or maybe that's Christmas. Yeah, I featured two songs from them. The Black Crows, Backdoor Santa. Love it. Uh, doing their version of the Clarence Carter song. Twisted Sister, three entries into this show. The first one is wacky. It's called Heavy Metal Christmas. It's like the 12 days of Christmas. And a, and a, oh, and a sign and a picture of Ozzy. Okay. Jethro Tull's A Christmas Song, which is fantastic. Spinal Tap, Tongue in Cheek, Christmas with the Devil. Greg Lake. I forgot who suggested Greg Lake, but man, I believe in Father Christmas. Great song. The Kinks, Father Christmas. Let Me Sleep, It's Christmas Time uh, from uh, Pearl Jam. That was an awesome suggestion. Bob Seger's Little Drummer Boy. Oh, boy. He just crushes that. Twisted Sister, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Weird Al, The Night Santa Went Crazy. Yes. Silent Night from Stevie Nicks. Thank God It's Christmas from Queen. Back to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra bringing us Christmas Eve. Bruce Springsteen's Merry Christmas Baby. Now, a lot of people are like, why aren't you doing Santa Claus is coming to town? Now, fuck that. Every asshole radio station in America plays that fucking song. Superior version. I'm sorry, superior song. Merry Christmas, baby. Nothing says um, welcome to the world, baby Jesus, like having an affair. ACDC's Mistress for Christmas. <laughs> God, yes. Judas Priest Rob Halford turns to O Holy Night, and he does it traditionally. This is a, seriously, an unpolished gem is what I refer to it as. Absolutely outstanding. This guy, can he can really sing. And my God, he does a hell of a job on this. Alice Cooper does Santa Claus is coming to town. And he writes it like claws, like Santa is an evil fuck with claws mauling children. That's what Alice Cooper did. What an asshole. It's incredible. Kenny suggested the band Whiteheart, which I'm not sure who that is, but they did a version of Little Drummer Boy. And then we wrap it up with Twisted Sister, Oh Come All Ye Faithful. This insane asylum alone, without commercial interruption, before it even airs, is worth Patreon. I don't care if you sign up for just 
that, sign up for just five bucks a month because you'll have access to it with an audio uh, membership. And then download that and then cancel it if you want. I don't give a shit. But this is one of the best mixes I've ever heard. It's shit you've not heard before. Some of it you have, obviously. But, I mean, the depth that you all went through, went to, to get this uh, this list is absolutely incredible. So thank you for that. I owe it all to you. I'm really, really great. Oh, my God. White Lion or White Heart? No, it's it's White Heart. The Monkees made a Christmas album. Amanda would know that. She's had sex with all the members of the Monkees except for Mike Nesmith. Uh, J.D. Babe 2001 said, you did not include my suggestion, Lacuna Coil, Naughty Christmas. I listened to it. I listened to it, and it's too fucked up. It's absolutely horrible. Um, that should not have been made. It was an awful suggestion. Whoever that is, they suck. That was an awful, awful suggestion. Terrible. So bad. All right. I got people saying that they're getting ready to go for uh, go to Bosco's. Bosco's Pub on Monday. Is that right? Hell, I'm thinking about going tonight. Are they? I, no, I doubt they're open. I don't even know. I should try to get Doug on. Doug has, if you've ever heard me make fun of a Michigan accent, this is a Michigan accent. Now, it's not quite as filthy as Jersey scum accent. But it's up there. You kind of got to draw. It's a little Wisconsin, maybe some Minnesota and a touch of uh, Upper Peninsula to give you. Uh, Doug's super busy, so he's, he's probably everybody on my show is super busy. I always try to uh, reach out to people and it just doesn't work. Uh, do the Ben and Eric podcast. Like from there? Well, we're going to take the week off after today's Patreon bonus podcast. I am I am shutting it down um until until Monday. Hey. Hello, you've reached cell phone and Doug for now. Sorry, I can't take your call. Sorry. Leave a message. Leave a message. I'll get back to you. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you and have a great day. He sounds pretty business like there. He doesn't sound like that on the uh, on the message. Everybody's busy. Everybody's actually, everybody's probably sleeping in. Uh, Tim says, yeah, do the Ben and Eric uh, podcast live from Bosco's. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. I think we should do that. The, the thing about Bosco's is when you're in that type of setting, and I've done this before, you're going to get regular customers there and they don't know what's going on. And they could be alienated. So that's not exactly a great idea if it's going to be open to a mixed bag because you don't want to offend anyone with what's going on. And I would be sheepish to let it fly if there's people who don't know me or aren't in on the jokes. Or, I mean, if I'm there at Bosco's Pub 
And there's a, uh, a couple that's 80 and 79 years old from Hudsonville, you know, and I'm telling people to go fuck themselves. That's not good. Okay. Um, maybe we'll figure something out, but I don't know. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Okay, when I started talking about the Patreon, I got completely sidetracked. Um, Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. If you ever need a mortgage, that's who you call. Now, there are limitations. They can't help you if you're in um, South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, or Hawaii. They have people in those states that can help you, that they know, but they themselves can't help you. I guess, when in doubt, call Mario. Please say early, Eric Zane sent me. Okay, that puts you in priority zone. On all of my sponsors, first words out of your mouth, I was sent by Eric Zane. 231-332-6505. For the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from Horizon Hydroponics. Ho, 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 horizon. For your indoor grow, if you need anything at all, consider Horizon Hydroponics. Shopping from the comfort of your own home, on your mobile device, on your desktop, your laptop, whatever it may be, and wherever spot in the country that you are at. Shop online for the things you need to have a successful grow. They have everything. If they don't have it on the website, call They'll get it. This is your one spot to go for everything that you need. Okay? Go online, shop, buy what you want, have it sent to you for free if the order is $250 and more. If you're local and you're under $250, still buy it online and go pick it up at one of the four locations around town. Use the coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout. That will save you 10% on any, uh, any online purchase. I feel like I'm losing my voice. I just have that raspy, graspy type of thing going on. You know, weird. Uh, rumor is Bosco's Monday at six-ish, five to six works for me. Is this coming together on the podcast? I've got that day open. 27th at Bosco's. Okay. This one says, meanwhile, on the Eric Zane Show podcast, this is a clip that uh, I should share, I guess. Okay. Hang on a second here. Let me, uh, let me pull this up. If I can, see if I can make this happen. This might take a second for me, but I'm, I'm pretty confident that this... Thank you to Corey in Maine. For doing the uh, quick arts and crafts here. 
Uh, Corey uh, knows a thing or two about Twitch. He also uh, has set up my Discord, which I'm probably going to have to call you back and ask you how to do all those things that you taught me how to do. Look at this. Meanwhile, on the Eric Zane Show podcast. That is horrible. My God. It's a gif from an earlier ep portion of this episode. I will link it up in the show notes so you can enjoy what we are enjoying on the Twitch live stream. This is why you need to be getting the show via Twitch. As well as the audio podcast. Son of a bitch. Well done, Corey. I need to go tinkle. Cow fade. Hey, do you guys remember on the show when I was making a big deal about trying to give away a dog? And this dog's been in a shelter for uh, 420 some days. And then Zaniac Tim said, hey, I have a dog. I'm giving this away. What? What happened? Read the room. Flooring coming up. That's it. Totally kidding. It's tough to get mad at. I, I would never get mad at Tim. Tim is the sweetest, one of the sweetest people on the planet. I mean, seriously. Described as it's the Eric Zane Show podcast swap meat mentality. All right. Moving on. Sorry. Um, local story uh, about this. Uh, do you remember the story about the, uh, you heard about it, like a church group that got kidnapped in Haiti? And uh, it, was a, it was a national story. And um, as it was unfolding, it, it turns out that they're from here in, well, in Michigan. There's a community called Heart. Not far at all from here. And um, these uh, these folks went to uh, uh, Haiti on, a, on, like, on like this uh, mission trip. And, uh, you know, there they are helping out. And they get uh, uh, kidnapped, the whole group of them. And, you know, being held for ransom. Check this out. Captive in Haiti, the Ohio group that they were with released new information after all 17 hostages made it to safety. News 8's Jacqueline Francis has been following this story for weeks and joins us with these new details. Jacqueline? Officials. Oh, Jacqueline Francis. With Christian Aid Ministries say the group pulled off a daring escape to get free. All 17 hostages now home safe, including that mother and. What she looks like a Christmas ornament. Her five children from Heart. Rejoicing Okay, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. This is this is them. This is the group. It's uh they're singing joyfully. So you get you get the idea of what's going on here. Now, if you can't see it, you're just listening to the audio podcast. If you've ever seen that movie called The Village, the M. Night Shyamalan. It, this is like the cast of the film The Village based on what they're wearing. Um, some type of uh, cult is what you have here where um, these are probably all brothers and sisters and wives and kids in one picture. Like They're all like 
She's my sister and my wife. That's the impression I get from this group here. They, they hand make their clothes and very, very conservative. This guy right here with the glasses and the beard, he's going to be uh, whipped later because he's in short sleeves. This is a big problem right here. The group of... Hold on. That baby there is herself being, or he, his self being held against his will. Rejoicing over their safe return. The group of missionaries kidnapped in Haiti, singing the hymn that helped get them. Oh, okay. So they were kidnapped, and while they were kidnapped in Haiti, look at this dude, man. Check him out. Ladies, he's single. They're singing this to the captors, and they're saying, they just said, that's the song that got them free. And I believe that, because if I was a gang member in Haiti, and I captured them, and they kept singing that, I would shoot myself in the throat. The 17 hostages reunited over the weekend after two long months in captivity. Among them, a family from West Michigan. Cheryl Nowacker and her five children headed home to Hart. Yeah. The father, Roy mm-hmm. Nowacker, who was on the trip but not taken hostage, seen here loading up the van before departing from right. Haiti Thursday. We are so very thankful that the hostages are free, but we realize their journey back to normal life has only begun. The Ohio-based group that organized the trip, Christian Aid Ministries, holding a news conference today. A spokesperson detailing their days in captivity, starting with that first sleepless night. In this room, there- now, did you see that? That that was Haiti. That that I mean, that's what the place looks like. It's uh, you know, can you, how much those people would stand out walking down the street? If I'm a Haitian gang member and I see that group, I I absolutely am kidnapping them. But then I'd, I'd be, you got to get out of here because I can't stand you. There were several mattresses. Some of the people stood up. Some of them sat up. Some laid down. All of them endured heat and mosquitoes and uncertainty. What is ahead of us? What are we facing? What is happening? They soon fell into a routine relocating several times, sleeping in barricaded houses, grateful for any time spent outside. They did. Are those images of them while kidnapped? Because it looks like they're having a good time. Received food, but it was often in small portions, and there were times that they faced hunger. Holding on to their faith, the hostages prayed daily, even sharing their beliefs with the kidnappers. Okay. The hostages spoke to the gang leader on several occasions, okay. boldly reminding him of God. And warning him of God's eventual judgment if he and the gang members continue in their ways. Okay, so basically they were putting up with them like, oh, God, we kidnapped the... Of all the people to kidnap, we kidnapped these jackasses. So let them go. Without explanation, five of the hostages were released early, including two members from the Noah (coughs) family. Christian Aid Ministries says the remaining 12 escaped putting the plan in motion last week. When they sensed the timing was right, they found a way to open the door that was closed and blocked, filed silently to the path that they have chosen to follow, and quickly left the place that they were held, despite the fact that numerous guards were close by. No, the guards were dead. They Again, they all killed themselves as soon as this bunch started singing that song. Going bravely into the night, the group reportedly walked for miles. Day began to dawn, and they eventually found someone who helped them make a phone call. As they're walking down the street, there's probably another uh, uh, gang that wanted to kidnap them. 
kidnap them and see them. And then like uh, uh, one of the other ones go, no, don't do it. It's not worth it. Don't you're just, you're going to hear hymns. They're going to be preaching to you nonstop. It's, it's terrible. Don't kidnap these people Call for help. They were finally free. Okay. Okay. That, that seemed weird to me. The way he said that. Despite the fact that numerous guards. This, this comment makes me, uh, it, it just seemed like that guy was faking that the whole time. They were finally free. Sounds like Jimmy Swaggart. Returning home to family. Asking for privacy as they adjust to life. on. Oh, don't worry. You're going to get plenty of privacy. It's still unclear if any ransom was paid. The no. kidnappers initially demanded a million dollars per hostage. Officials with they lowered it to one dollar. Christian Aid Ministries saying today that there was some ransom money raised, but they declined to comment any further on those negotiations. And that's what I guess the point of all this is. We need to make a law that you cannot travel to other countries to go help people. You must stay in the U.S., okay? Um, you, can't, you can't travel to uh, uh, foreign lands and be kidnapped like that. I mean, that's, that's seriously horrible. My God, just stay close to home. In heart, I mean, that place is a shithole. You could go down the street and do the same thing and not have to go on this ridiculous mission. Nick says the kidnappers... Paid the ministry to take them back. And that guy's like, no, you keep them. No, they sing too much. Fuck those guys. Yeah, no more. Tim describes it as, uh, Tim describes it as apple dumpling gang scenario. I'm not sure what that means. I think that was a, a movie. Kidnappers paid to send them home. Ooh. Well. Uh, if you need a, a church or a cult to join, uh, you can head up to heart and in probably a couple of years, we'll hear about you drinking Kool-Aid and being found dead. So glad that they're, uh, that they're back safe. This next story is one that I wanted to get to yesterday that, uh, we weren't successful at because I suck at everything. It's concerning that truck driver who got a 110-year sentence, okay? I set it up yesterday as, first of all, the DA in that county in Colorado was like, Judge, I want you to revisit this. And the judge said, well, I can't. It, the sentencing guidelines made it so that my hands were tied, which I've always, I'm, I was like, well, you're the fucking judge. Just don't tell anybody. Just sentence them. I mean, fucking stupid. Well, then it'll come. There'll be precedent set, and I'll have broken the law. And the, uh, just, It's fucking stupid. This whole thing. This guy should be out of jail right now. He was driving his truck down the road. The brakes went out. Uh, he didn't. He missed the turnoff thing that you can uh, do when your when your brakes go out and mountain roads. He ended up there. Happened to be traffic stopped up ahead. He plowed into the cars. Bunch of people died. Uh, no drugs in his system. Nothing. The only thing he did wrong was he didn't turn off. Patriot Nick thinks he should get life in prison. Patriot Nick's a dumb fuck. Um, now this the assistant DA is this young lady who won. Uh, the case for the prosecution. Get a load of what she did. Oh my God, this is going to piss you off so bad. There might be an ad to start. Um, bear with it. It's only a 15 second ad, no big deal. But this story, holy shit. This is one for the ages. 
Hard to believe that this actually happened. So imagine being her boss, the DA, and you find this out. Oh, my God. Check this. Your prison sentence for the driver of that runaway truck that crashed, killing four people. That is one of the most closely watched, closely scrutinized sentences in Colorado in recent years. Today, we learned that prosecutors celebrated putting him away for life by making a trophy out of a truck break. We learned about this because the prosecutor bragged about her trophy on Facebook. Pretty brazen gloating over a trial as millions of people have now signed wow. a petition asking the governor to reduce the truck driver's sentence. Here's Steve Sager. I thought, oh no, social media again. That is very likely what the first... This guy, wait till you hear this guy. This guy's like an expert. He's a former DA and he's giving his opinion. Ooh, man. Fuck. Judicial District Attorney Alexis King thought, too, when she was first confronted with this new PR problem. Her lead prosecutor on the Rojal Aguilera Maderos case posting on social media thanking her fellow deputy district attorney for giving her this trophy. Quote, he turned a brake shoe from a semi truck into a memento, prosecutor Kayla Wildman wrote. What a special gift from a truly special person. Pause. If you're not watching this, you got to click on this story. The what the assistant DA Kayla Weidman, she is so tone deaf. She gets a brake shoe as the trophy, and is 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 like, yeah, I, I did it, man. I mean, even if this guy who was guilty uh, actually was an asshole or something like that, this wouldn't be appropriate. And she wrote, "What a special gift." She thinks this is fine. I never asked for a new BFF at work, let alone one that is old enough to be my father. She wants to have sex with an old guy. No offense, laughy face, but sure am grateful this trial brought you into my career. The makeshift trophy includes a plaque with the words power move attached to the brake shoe. <laughs> you can go home and have a quiet celebration, but this guy. This was in poor taste. Former Denver Chief Deputy District Attorney Craig Silverman agrees with DA Alexis King, who also said this post and the trophy were in poor taste. Tim Patrick scored a big touchdown in the Broncos game. Then he got a taunting flag. Should he have done that? No, he should not. And as it turned out, it led to the other team scoring right away. The, this guy used to be a DA. If, I, if that guy's a DA and he's trying to put me away for life, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say I plead guilty so I don't have to hear this fuck. It's a mistake. It happens, especially with people who aren't in the end zone that much. It's, it's a very inhumane way for a prosecutor to view her job. Defense attorney David Lane says the Post says a lot about Wildman's profession. Too many prosecutors view their jobs as uh, gamesmanship. It's a game. It's a contest. If you win, it doesn't matter what the human cost is. DA Alexis King didn't say very much about this today, only that she's handling the matter internally. I think this is bad. I don't think it's a firing offense. But it's a cautionary tale about social media and uh, people who do trials. I can't take this guy seriously. Aguilera Medeiros was sentenced last week to 110 years in prison. It's a sentence that's gotten a lot of scrutiny. A Patriot Nick thinks that that was appropriate. Again, make it perfectly clear. He's listening right now. Patriot Nick is the only man in America, the only one. He's quite literally dying on that hill alone. And he thinks because he drives like a box truck that he comes from like some experience. And he's like, 
Oh, yeah. I just kill myself. Yeah, he deserves, Nick said, he deserves 110 years. Nick is the biggest asshole in America today. Four and a half million people have signed a petition asking the governor to commute his sentence. DA Alexis King said in a statement that she would welcome a reconsideration of the prison term. You hear that? The DA, the boss of the dumb bitch who got the trophy said, yeah, we're going to, I'd welcome a reconsideration on the, uh, on the uh, manslaughter. Which is actually a lot like what Craig Silverman was talking about there. He says there's a lot of fuss about this right now, but he sees the DA stepping in and acknowledging the fact that this is an excessive sentence and going into that reconsideration phase and fighting to try to bring this down. She hasn't made the statement that she's open to reconsideration. Now, the guy doing the story here, uh, the dude standing, he's you know talking to this news anchor. This news anchor is pissed about the uh, uh, brake pad trophy. I think people get that folks in difficult professions often deal with some type of gallows humor around the office to make light of some of the tough stuff they see. That said, there are also ethical requirements for people like law enforcement officers and prosecutors. I mean, we think back to what happened in Aurora where you had those police officers go back to the scene and, and, and mock what happened there. Yeah. Uh, and, and that led to serious repercussions. And in this case, it was more of a, this is a fellow colleague giving me something to acknowledge my work in this job the break shoe part of it may not have entered into her mind when she posted this on social media how how could it not have you're giving her too much benefit of the doubt she's a sick sadistic fucking dangerous da who needs to be out of a job that's what she needs uh, but obviously it sends a really strong message. And when it gets out there publicly, it's yet another reason why social media yeah. uh, can, can do this kind of thing. Out there publicly because she bragged about it publicly. Somebody did yes. yeah, take a surreptitious photo. All right. Thank right. You. She, that, I like how that guy throws that in there to make sure everybody's on the same page. She bragged about it. It wasn't like she didn't know it was happening. Oh, my God. I cannot get enough of that story. Jesus. Uh, Patriot Nick trying to blend in with the like-minded, smart people in this audience. The DA needs to put the prosecutor in a cell next to the stupid asshole truck driver. No, wait a minute. Why is he a stupid asshole? What is wrong with you? Are you you're, you're 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 being you're so stubborn. That guy should spend some time in jail or prison. He should spend some time in prison because I think that if you and I agree with that that you, if you take someone and I mean that's what manslaughter is. That's how that goes. Uh, way different than um something like an intentional murder. He's being treated like an intentional, uh, like, like he did it on purpose. And that's, that's not fair. Um, that reminds me, uh, I wanted to get into this story about Kim Potter. I haven't touched on this yet, but I am. Of course, I'm going to touch on Kim Potter. Kim Potter is the lady in Minnesota who, when the, uh, uh, the, the, the trial for Chauvin was going on, of all the things to happen, um, you have her 
uh, with, uh, what's the guy's name? Dante Wright. Yeah, he was a 20-year-old dude, and uh, they he got pulled over for whatever. Uh, unregistered vehicle, and I guess an air freshener in the winch, in the uh, fucking uh, rearview mirror. Which, by the way, if you get pulled over for air freshener hanging from the um, rearview mirror, you might as well just say, we pulled you over. You could just say, we pulled you over for the expired tabs. Because the second you say... Like, if the expired tabs weren't expired, they were, like, still good, and they pulled the guy over for an air freshener hanging down, you might as well just say, yeah, we pulled you over because you're black. Okay? That's so stupid. Well, anyway, this escalated because Ding Dong Wright uh, had warrants out. Let me get into the particulars of this. Um, Kim Potter, the former Minnesota police officer, mistakenly drew her handgun instead of her taser during a traffic stop in April. That's the one where she she pulled out the pistol, goes taser, 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 whammo. Jerry's had been deliberating since Monday before finding Potter, who had served as a cop in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, for twenty six years, guilty of first and second degree manslaughter charges and the death of Wright. That is appropriate. She absolutely should have gotten manslaughter. This is an appropriate conviction, 100%. She needs to be put away for whatever the sentence is for that. And I, I have no idea. It, it's not going to be like a, a life sentence or anything like that. But negligence in something as critical as that uh, can lead to prison time, like the truck driver should get. Life? No. Unless you're a dumb shit like Patriot Nick. Uh, Potter tried the Rittenhouse technique, effective in Kenosha, not effective in Minnesota. This is the same courtroom where Derek Chauvin was in. Uh, She winced when the verdict was read. Um, Katie Bryant, Dante Wright's mother, said after the trial, she felt every single emotion that you could imagine as the verdict was read. Uh, Wright is no Boy Scout. True, he has been an asshole in his life. Didn't deserve to die. And had he not drove away, this wouldn't have happened. That is part of the asshole behavior by many of our beloved younger African-American souls who feel that the right thing to do when uh, confronted with authorities is to run. Absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know how to get that message out. That, I mean, it's almost like you want to get somebody who's really woke as fuck. Like LeBron. You'd have to get a public service announcement with LeBron. And him to say, yeah, hey, I'm talking to all you black guys. Cops suck. Fuck the police. But no matter what you do, listen to them. Don't run away. If you've got a warrant out for your arrest and you get pulled over, don't run away like a bitch. Take your medicine because you never know when this dumb white bitch is going to shoot you when she thinks she's giving you a taser. Fuck all white people. Go Lakers. And that's all. That's what he should say. If LeBron James did that, 
perhaps the message would get out to our beloved black brethren. But until then, they uh, are going to continue to run away when confronted by law enforcement. Whether Potter had intended to draw her taser or handgun was not an issue. Lawyers for both sides agreed she made a mistake. The trial centered on questions on whether she should have recognized she was holding the heavier metal gun or whether she should have drawn any weapon at all. Um, One thing's for sure. She's horrible. This is such an open and shut case, in my opinion. I can't believe it took any longer than like five minutes. This stupid asshole cop, after 26 years, confronted with any degree of... uh, you know, hyperactive behaviors and, and things going on and, and mayhem. She grabs the wrong thing. Oh my God, get your ass in prison and think about how shitty you are. And this sends a message. You can't do this. If you want to get into this profession, you can't do this. There is no room for error. And it also sends a message to uh, citizens who are fuck-ups like Wright is or was, don't continue to make mistakes by running away from cops. Had you not run away from the cop, you'd not be dead, you dumb fuck. Your mother and your girlfriend watched you die, you dumb piece of shit. It all started when 26-year veteran Potter, along with some new cop she was training that day. Oh, my God. Can you believe this? Pulled over right. 20-year-old black dude. Expired license tabs. Dangling air freshener. It escalated when police realized, uh-oh, he's got a warrant. Um, at, here's what they did. Uh, he wasn't armed, but he was wanted for arrest for failing to appear in court on a weapons charge. So he's sitting there in the cop car. The cops got scamods. Who gets that reference? State, scamods, state, county, municipal, offender, data, systems. Name the movie. I predict Adam will get this right. So the cops got scamods. They see that he has a warrant, so he's going to get arrested, and it's on a weapons charge. So the cops are like, this person may have a weapon. They get out of the car and they're like, hey, uh, Mr. Wright, um, we noticed you have a warrant. Can you kindly step out of the car? That's where things start to get weird. Footage recorded by body-worn cameras and a dashboard camera in the squad car, which was played for the jurors, captured the final chaotic moments of uh, Wright's life. It's escalating. I'm going to tase you, Potter shouted, but in her right hand was the gun. I don't know how this is even possible. Uh, Not the bright yellow taser. I wonder if, um, like, if I draw, it's going to come from my right hand. And I don't don't know anything about law enforcement. Jason Schaefer does. But to me, it would make sense to have the taser accessible to your hand that you're natural with. Like for me, I'd have the taser on the right and the pistol on the left so that if I'm going to get the pistol, I'm either going to cross draw or draw it with my left. I don't know. I don't know anything about being a cop. Maybe Jason Schaefer can help me out here on this one. He might be working or asleep. 
I've had no luck on the phone today. Jason, wake up. Eric wants to talk to you. Andrea's probably on top of him right now. I love getting Jason on. Talk police work. But I don't think it's going to happen. Nope. Hello? Hey, hi. How are you? Good. What's going on, bud? I don't know if you were following what we were talking about. Uh, About the court thing? No, this is Dante Wright, the dude in Minnesota who got shot. Okay. And killed. Uh, Taser. She thought it was a taser. Yeah, yeah. I know about about that case. Okay, so she's going to prison for manslaughter. They haven't sentenced her yet. But I guess what my question is, do you have a gun on one side and a taser on the other? Yeah, most departments, um, most departments nowadays have a policy where you have to cross draw. I mean, I did t- 10 years ago when I was working. So it was the, our policy. You had to carry offhand. Is the taser on natural hand? No. They're, it's on your opposite. Okay. So, your weak hand side. okay. So both weapons are on your opposite side. What's that now? Are like both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like I was right. I'm right handed. So I carried my firearm on my right side. My taser was in front of my left hip. Oh, okay. So by, that- by department policy, but some officers broke policy, you know, and they don't carry it where they're supposed to, or they carry it in front of the gun. That was the big problem they were having is that uh, a lot of officers were carrying it in front of their firearm and they were getting confused. And that's why most places have policies against it. Okay. So, so I don't know about their department. I don't know about what she was doing, but obviously in the heat of the moment, she grabbed the wrong one, you know? Wow. Yeah. Bad news all around really. How often is this practiced? Uh, where you, draw your taser when you're supposed to you know just like let's say you're in an, a one of those environments where they're putting um uh sudden things in front of you like maybe you'll see a kid walk into school and you don't shoot the kid or you shoot the bad guy with the knife you know one of those oh, okay those training yeah, all, all those depends tra- on where you work again like um i worked a small department but we worked with the kent county sheriff and did um sim- simulator training like actual computerized where they had like a screen 300 degree screen yeah. around you and they played videos and because I would you could shoot at it. And, I would imagine know, they, like you would have training where you don't know what's going to pop in terms of a a uh, uh, image that would warrant a taser or another one that is like it's going to you're, you're going to need deadly force. Right, most places that are worth their you know worth their salt do that at minimum quarterly. But then they also say to officers, you guys can train whenever you want. So some guys were training you know once a month. Yeah, and that really kind of keeps you sharp. Boy, but most is... places is a minimum of a quarter, minimum of every couple months, you know, quarterly. We had we had our training every quarter. So she drew the wrong weapon, shot him dead. He was trying to get away, but that seems irrelevant in the case, right? Um. So she was convicted. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. because uh, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, her punishment didn't fit his crime. You know, he wasn't committing a violent right. felony. He wasn't you know in the act of. Right. Hurting somebody where she felt she had to kill him, you know. I feel this was appropriate, this uh, this sentence, or this uh, or this uh, guilty conviction. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised she took a trial, to be honest with you. Um, because of, you know, if she did violate the policy, obviously she violated his, you know, civil rights because you can't just kill somebody for what, what he was doing. Correct. Um, I'm kind of surprised it went to trial, but things happen, you know. 
I also said LeBron James should do a PSA where he says, attention, black guys, stop uh, not listening to cops. Well, you could also have anybody do a PSA uh, to the general public, not just black guys, because it wasn't just black guys that didn't listen to me. It was everybody. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Uh, I, you know, I had issues with people of all walks of life, all races, I know, you know, but it's only, it seems like the big stories are always, you know, more sensational when it's a black guy getting shot by, oh yeah. by like a white guy. Yeah, that cop, sells, that sells papers I mean. for sure. Okay, what about this? Uh, the guy driving down the road in the truck and he loses his brakes. He fails to drive off the road. Um, does he deserve a 110-year sentence? Uh, that's a, that's a, um, I don't know a whole lot about that case. So okay. I just know that, you know, the, the uh, sentence was pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, I guess it all depends on his prior convictions. None. You know? Completely clean, no alcohol, no drugs, nothing. Uh, completely remorseful. Uh, it was just a terrible <laughs> sequence of uh, uh, mishaps beyond his control. Except well, for, I, except I, I for, would, uh, you know, I'd go back to this whole Kim Potter thing. She literally killed a guy by making a mistake. You know, and she's yeah. getting a manslaughter charge. This dude killed people by making yeah. a mistake and is getting 110 years. Yeah, I think he should definitely get a sentence, um, but yeah. not a hundred. Patriot Nick, you know him. He's like, oh, no, he, that's appropriate. And and Nick wants them to kill his family, too, or something like that. I think I might be making that. <laughs> well, you know, to each his own, it's his opinion. But yeah. I guess for me. I think that's a little, little harsh. Yeah, you, you know? see, you're well. You're so 100, 110 years and uh, give him like 108 years for good behavior or something. Yeah, suspend 108. Two years is yeah. good. Yeah, he's yeah. still got a life. Okay, then he still gets the, the, the sentencing. You know. Merry Christmas. Hey, you too, buddy. Happy holidays. No, 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 no. It's all Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. That's it. All right, buddy. Okay, see ya. Have a good one. Bye. Right, bye. Jason Chaver. Again, proving that uh, uh, Patriot Nick doesn't know anything. Pretty dumb. All right. I didn't even plan on getting into that. It's been like two hours of this show. Oh, my God. I've got so much more to talk about. Uh, my policy shop insurance, buyinsurancehere.com. This is how this works. Um, if you want to save a ton of money, and not pay this man who's helping you because it's free. And you have any, okay, let's say you got a homeowner's policy, you got car insurance, you got life insurance, you got health care, dental, uh, dental coverage, all these things. And it's all these different policies from different sources. Okay, that, that, that's fine. Uh, you're paying too much. Have Frank find you a cheaper policy for more coverage. That's what I'm focusing on now. How Eric? What? What? I don't get it. Yeah, I know you don't. Um, uh, but Frank does, and he's gonna, and he's an expert. So just let Frank the Tank Fuss handle this. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. No matter where you are, I want you to call or text right now. 616-914-4070. Just say Eric Zane sent me. Please help me. That's all you need to say. It's like in Breaking Bad when the guy from the vacuum cleaner repair shop shows up. He just shows up, whisks you away. He's going to do that. You can also go to buyinsurancehere.com and fill out the form. Trust me on this one. Um, Zaniac after Zaniac keeps engaging Frank Fuss, and they're like, oh, my God. 
This is huge. Saving us so much money. Uh, In particular, healthcare.gov, which is where I get my uh, um, health insurance. He helped me so, so much with that. And uh, I absolutely depend on him to help me every year in getting that process done. Medicare needs, if you're turning 65, even if you have someone in your life who already has Medicare, it's a good idea idea when enrollment comes around next year to have him just do a uh, checkup on what this person's uh, getting via Medicare. I did that with the NFK, and now he's getting a hell of a lot more coverage. Um, and they're taking less out of his social security checks. I swear to God, this is, I'm so happy that we encountered each other. Frank Fuss. Bennett flooring installation, 616-318-0167. They're giving away another flooring giveaway. I'll start talking about this more towards the spring, but, uh, they're keeping that going. This will be their third giveaway. If you are in a setup, where, you know, you're going to redo the flooring. Yeah, you go ahead and rip up all the old stuff and throw it away. Maybe use a dumpster diver's dumpster. When it comes to installing the new stuff, have Bennett Flooring Installation do it. They'll come to your location, wherever you are in West Michigan, measure everything out, and then they'll send you a quote and say, this is how much it's going to cost to install this professionally. What do you think? And my God, absolutely great. Um, This is the... Absolute uh, most inexpensive way to have it professionally done. Sure, it will be more inexpensive if you do it yourself. But you must understand, if you do it yourself, it is going to look like fuck. So uh, you don't want to piss off your better half. Have it done right with Bennett Flooring Installation. And you are supporting a sponsor. The flooring that you're going to have installed, though, I want you to purchase it in West Michigan, Granville, Michigan, at a place called Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home, the discount outlet. Two stores under their umbrella. The original Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home, where if you go there, you meet with a flooring professional. Uh, What will this room look like if I put carpet in it? And then there's a few keystrokes. You can see what it looks like, simulations and things and uh, estimates and pricing. Now, what if I do vinyl plank? And you, you know, you're you're taking time. Okay, I like this select carpet. Well, we don't actually have it in stock immediately. We have it on order, and it comes in, and then. But if you, that's fine. Okay, that way you have a vast selection of everything that they have access to with all the big retailers, all the big uh, makers, I should say. However, if you want to walk in and then walk out with flooring, you go down the street to the discount outlet where Kent dropped the E out of U works. It's worth it just to see how they operate there. It's like a giant Costco full of flooring. You hear the whir of a propane powered uh, high low as they're unloading trucks of low price flooring. Darwin buys a massive truck full, like every week, a 52-foot semi-trailer full. And then Kent has to unload it. You walk in and go, okay, there's a pile of flooring here. And then it, they buy it so cheap because they're buying a ton of it. That's what Darwin does. He negotiates these things. And then he's taking more money off of the price you pay. He's still making a ton of cash because he's uh, priced, he paid so little for it. And passing the savings on to you. And he knows it's all going to sell because he's only buying the most 
popular brands, carpet, remnants, vinyl plank, uh, whatever. It's all there at the discount outlet. Go see Kent in Granville along Chicago Drive right behind Little Caesars. One more sponsor. Uh, TC Paintball is open all Christmas break. Check them out. Get a group together. Set up your paintball party. I suggest reaching out ahead of time. You can just walk in, but I suggest reaching out or reach, reaching out ahead of time and booking it. Saying, yeah, we got a party of 20. We're coming in. And then you and your bro friends march in there wearing your uh, uh, ratty clothes because they're about to get shot up with paint. If you got a, a wuss who's in the group, you can buy body armor. But uh, And then you you pay one fee, fill out the waiver, and then you know you get your safety speech while they're giving you the mask. Uh, to protect you, and the gun, and the paint, the bag of paint. Uh, each gun has like a hopper. You know, you fill it full of paint. It's just... I'm on a paintball team, by the way. That's right, the Eric Zane Show podcast, Tarantula Farmer, Jason Mays, uh, TC Paintball, Paintball Warriors. I was peer pressured into being part of the team on March. What was it again? March 20th. We're going to win. I'm all about it now. I'm happy I did it now. I don't know why I didn't want to before. TCPaintballGR.com. TC Paintball has been sponsoring me since before I started podcasting. I remember going to the old location. Um, I'd been doing YouTube videos for a week after I got fired from fuckheads. And, uh, this hyper man reached out to me and he's like, Hey, 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 come on. Uh, T- uh, TC people. And uh, you gotta, you gotta see what Jeremy has to check it out and we can sponsor you. And you come on. And he's, and I, I didn't even hear what he said because it was, he said it so fast. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This, this hyper man is all coked up or something. I have no idea what's going on. I march in there and, and uh, you know, okay. Yeah, great. So uh, the way we did it was we, we like held up a sign behind my uh, little set that I had in my living room. And, I, and Rick threw a few bucks at me, and that was it. Did the radio show. Radio show on BBL failed. Here I am. And there he is, too. Since then, we've become great friends. I love him so much. Happy Christmas to you, Rick. Wait a minute. How does Christmas work? I don't think you believe in baby Jesus. Is that right? Isn't that right? What do you do for Christmas? I wonder if my losing streak on phone calls is going to continue. You look so amazing in that sundress. <laughs> it, it's perfect every time. It's perfect. Hi, Rick. I, I was just uh, telling the audience that you're open uh, for all of Christmas break. I am. Okay. Now, uh, but does that, in, uh, on the weekends, that doesn't include Sundays, does it? Or does it? Of course it does. We're open every Sunday. Okay, you're open. Okay, I don't know why I thought that, because I've been in there Sunday. That's a dumb thing to even suggest by me. That's a really dumb thing to suggest. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, okay, question. Yeah. You're celebrating Christmas with the fam, right? Absolutely. Okay. Now, didn't you tell me that church is not in your wheelhouse? It definitely is not. Okay. I believe in science. Okay. So what about Mrs. Paintball? What about what? 
What about Mrs. Paintball? Mrs. Paintball? Yeah. No, we uh, we're 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 of similar ilk. We're um, we're kind of middle of the road on just about everything. We use common sense. Okay, you're you're saying it's common sense. So is the suggestion being made then that I do not have common sense? Um. Well, that's a whole other argument. I, I think we could go back and forth on that for a while. Okay. Um. I, I have a I have a jaded opinion about organized religion. I'm not saying I don't believe in God. I just don't believe in organized oh. religion because I, I think it's used as a tool. Oh, so you believe in God then? I'm not saying that either because I struggle with that. I think there's I think there's something. I I prefer to refer to it as the universe. I don't know that. Um, no, it's I don't God. Know that there's. I don't know that there's anything else, but I, I don't know for sure. It's like science can explain almost any, anything, but yeah. not like your soul, you know, not like uh, not, it doesn't get that deep. So I, I don't know. Do I don't you, know what to believe. Do you have any, is there any supernatural belief of anything ever? Yes. What? What specifically? Yeah. Ghosts. Um, uh, well, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, okay, so take a ghost, you know, a, a soul after you're dead. Like, there's a lot of evidence, and I don't know that I've ever experienced this, but I, I believe what I see in here until it gets debunked, I guess. And there's a lot of evidence about that, you know, haunted places and things around the world. So it's hard to just dismiss all of that when they come from a lot of different sources. So there's something there. I think there's definitely something out there. Okay. So you're just a okay. I would describe you as uh, you'll you will turn out to be a late bloomer, in my opinion. Maybe, but so I went through a hard time in my 30s that I was kind of struggling and, and emotionally and going through some breakups and and trying to figure out the direction that I needed ahead. Yeah, and I I, I went that direction and I didn't really feel the pull. Okay, of that's where I should be going, or I was doing or thinking the right thing. So I kind of abandoned it. I kind of looked that direction for a while, and then I kind of abandoned. Like I don't, I don't, I don't feel myself being pulled in this direction. Okay, so you are aware. You're kind of like paying attention. I mean, you, you, like if you were walking, if something really, really cosmic and incredible happened to you, you could possibly be uh, shown the light, like uh, Jake Blues and the Blues Brothers. Uh, I'll say yes. I definitely can be influenced because I, I, I have definitely dead set opinions on a lot of things but i also try to not be so ignorant to think that my opinions are automatically right just based on my previous experience you know every day is a new experience and i think that's going to affect what you believe so i think i'm a i am I'm, I'm like a piece of clay that is super super dry and hard but i'm still somewhat moldable you are thomas you are thomas the apostle Okay, I don't know that story, but okay. Thomas is known as Doubting Thomas. Okay? So baby Jesus rises from the dead, and he comes back to the boys. He's like, how's it going? Let's party. And he's like, no way. He had to take his finger and put it in the hole that was in his in his hands and feet. Doubting Thomas. That was my confirmation name. The conversation between you and I right now has happened Many times in the Bible. So we are reenacting the Bible right now. Well, based on whose interpretation, right? Because that, that thing has been interpreted a lot of different ways for a lot of different reasons. And a lot of time it was a corrupt reason that it was being interpreted a certain way. That's Thomas. From now on, <laughs> you are Thomas. Oh, can my. I, 
Can I be Rick the Doubter or something? You okay? You can do be whatever you want, but you are really? you are more pious than you know. That's very inspirational. You are more pious than you know. Okay. Um, well, I am um, uh, stoked about. Um, uh, our, we haven't yet scheduled it, but we have. Uh, we are. We are thinking about paintball war number seventeen. Yes, um, and I know I reached out to you with a date. It didn't work, so I just kind of threw my hands in there and said, "I will figure it out later." But we yeah. we need to set a date because, especially now with you know holiday type stuff, and even if it doesn't happen during the kids' um, uh, winter break type thing, you know this time of year in early January, a lot of a lot of people have a little bit of free time because different industries shut down. Um, they don't necessarily have to be up at a certain hour, so that gives them a little bit more freedom at night to do different things and travel certain places. So I think we definitely need to get a date on the calendar. Okay. 110-year sentence for trucker. Have you been following that story? Trucker? No, I haven't. Okay. Tru- okay. Uh, 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 what happened was a truck driver, his brakes went out. No. Oh, the kid, right? Yeah. Yes. The 20, kid. Yeah, 23 years old. Missed the turn. Really? Missed the turnoff, and he, he caused all that death. And the judge said, I, because of sentencing guidelines, I have to give you all these sentences concurrently. So the guy got 110. Jesus. Now, I ha- I've only seen like uh, some maybe Facebook headlines that, hey, you know, this is, you know, and it was definitely opinionated, obviously. So I don't know a lot about that situation. But from what I know, that sounds like bullshit. But I don't I mean, it's hard for me to say it. I'm kind of talking out of school right now yeah. because I don't know all the details, but that oh, sounds it's, like a lot of bullshit. It's gruesome. It's gruesome. Yeah. All right. Real good. Merry Christmas. Oh, do, do you say Merry Christmas? I absolutely do. I mean, I, just to me, it's, you know, it's, it's a family tradition, you know, kind of forget the bad shit that happened and hold yeah. your family close because you never know how long you have them. It's, it's that type of holiday. There you go. That's why Jesus loves you because, you know, you're, <laughs> that's what you're doing. You just, you just don't know it. Okay. Okay. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I'll see you soon. Okay. I'll see you at church. There you go. There you go. Rick, TC Paintball. It's about time we got somebody on this show. Adam says, a season of grace, you might say. <laughs> Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Have yourself a good time. All right. Kind of wore out. I think I'm just going to wrap this mess up. Give it the asshole today. I still got a Patreon to do. Oh, my God. A&E Heating and Cooling, Senor Martinez, I know he believes in baby Jesus, 616-516-8579. Thank you for all the support you've given us. Please remember them if you need an after-hour service call. Never forget Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. They are the best. No matter where you are in West Michigan, uh, consider taking your car to Irvine's. Okay, they helped us with the great food giveaway. They've always been there for the show. Thank you so much, and they will help you. They helped Lisa, Lisa Kay. She uh, drove to Irvine's yesterday for the great food giveaway in a disabled car. 616-532-6600. Ask about the loaner car program. You got Bosco's Pub, where I think the plan is being made for a Monday night visit to Bosco's to share a meal with Zaniacs. So let's just unofficially, officially plan that. Where are we on that? Have we gotten close? Uh, Do you all have an exact time that we can do that Monday at Bosco's? Has anybody settled on an exact time? Because then I can commit to it. 6, 6 p.m. 
Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville. Join me and whoever else from this group, Sarah Rook Rock Roosh, come from far. Monday, 6 p.m., Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville. Okay. And you can also join them for lunch starting uh, from Wednesday to Saturday now, starting at 11.30 a.m. They're open from 11.30 a.m. till nighttime hours, Wednesday through Saturday, closed on Sunday. And finally, batting cleanup, Blue Frost IT. The managed IT service provider of the Eric Zane Show podcast. In rare company, being on this show for so long, thank you for your continued support. Um, several different uh, tiers to their business. Managed work means like they're my managed IT service provider. That's like, you know how you have Joe Martinez as your HVAC guy? He's my managed IT guy. So a lot of businesses have an in-house one. I don't, but I have him. And I give him 150 bucks a month, and he's in charge of all of this. And it's a peace of mind knowing that, uh, hey, by the way, this is not working. And it hasn't. I haven't had an issue um, because he built me my computer and set all this up for me in project work. Um, if anything does go wrong, he takes care of it. So the project work, he sits down. So uh, tell me about Eric Sancho podcast. What do you need? What are your specs about what you do for live streaming, stuff like that? He gave me all the necessary gear and my equipment, built my computer for me. He can do that for you too. Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. Who is the asshole of the day on this Christmas Eve? Brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. Well, it's got to be the Free Beer and Hot Wings Reddit fucks. Not even Free Beer and Hot Wings. They're not on my hit list right now. Well, they kind of always are, but not really right now. I mean, I have uh, I have no axe to grind personally right now with them. Everything that I've uh, had problems with in the past has been dealt with appropriately. Uh, the Free Beer Not Wings Reddit fucks who love to start fights with your old pal Eric Zane and get them all worked up. And who needs that a day or two before Christmas? Patriot Nick says it's a day of forgiveness. It's Christmas. Are you telling me that if you act like an asshole on Christmas, you can't point it out? You can't say so-and-so's being an asshole. Forgiveness is granted when it's asked for, Nicholas. Why do I have to keep teaching you things? Why do I have to keep showing you the right things to think and the right way to behave and act? Okay. Unbelievable. Okay. Thank you so much. You guys have a great one. I will uh, talk to you on the Patreon. By the way, did you see Cardiff without his mask yesterday? That was great. Does anybody have a screenshot of that? If you do, please get it to me. Thank you. Bye-bye.